Hello. Welcome to the next installment of Volley. Hey, Seth, how are you? It's I'm Carolyn here. Doing well, Carolyn. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's uh, we. It, it feels like we haven't talked in a while, not just on the podcast, but you were out and then I was out and uh, haven't chatted for a while. So things are good. Yeah. Well, it's a busy time. You know, end of summer, kids going back to school, one of mine going to college. Mm. So that's been kind of busy. Um, and so, yeah, we haven't talked, but we'll see each other next week. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. We'll uh, We'll probably talk about that a little bit later today. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So um, one of the first things I wanted to talk about was an article that I sent you kind of right at the beginning of your vacation and you were kind enough to read it anyway and get some thoughts back and uh, we thought we could talk about it here. So uh, this article was written by Anil Dash who does a lot of work uh, looking at the impact of technology in society uh, and this article kind of made its way around Twitter when it first came out on Medium. Uh, the title is there is no technology industry. The labels become too big to be useful and tech could suffer for it. So it was really interesting concept that he went into that there isn't a technology industry anymore because every company is relying on technology. But I thought we could kind of dig into it and go through why it was even important in the first place to have a technology industry and how that's changing now. Yeah, no, I, I found this article very fascinating. In fact, I think that it's spot on in a lot of places. Um, I think that obviously technology has become ubiquitous within organizations and it's something that any company in any industry needs as a backbone uh, for what they're doing and how they run their businesses. So he makes a very good point that, and I've been working in the tech industry, you're an engineer, so you have work worked in the tech industry, and I'm a journalist who's covered the tech industry for years. And it's funny, when I first started, probably 19, oh God, I don't want to date myself, but it was a while ago, but it was back when the tech industry really was about the companies and the products that they made and not so much about how end-user companies were using these products, not so much at all as it is today about how end-user organizations really are involved so much in their technology usage patterns that it's it precludes almost what the individual Intels or IBMs or Microsofts of the world are doing. So I do see a, an enormous change in how the industry is not actually a singular or monolithic body anymore, but really technology permeates all types of industries. So I see where his argument is going, and I think he makes a pretty good case, a conclusive case, that perhaps we don't put the tech industry in a silo anymore. Yeah, I, I read it a few times and started off with this thought of, well, why was it important to ever have a technology industry in the first place? You know, why, why did we have that? And like you mentioned, you covered it as a journalist. Now we are deep into it as analysts. And I think the, the reason there is that there are certain characteristics that the industry has that we're trying to tease out and understand a little bit better. And I think his point is that as a given industry would grow, those characteristics can turn into regulations and best practices of that industry. And as technology now is permeating everything, it's very difficult to turn those characteristics into regulations that would apply to different types of businesses that are using technology for a different end goal. Um, but technology is, is a huge piece of it. And so I think there's still this discussion around characteristics, and I think both in 
kind of the business or enterprise space, there are certain things to talk about. And then I think over in the consumer space, there are certain things to talk about. But when when those start formalizing and becoming regulations, then we have to start distinguishing companies a little bit more. And, And we have to try to say, what exactly is this company trying to do? And what should be the regulations as it applies to their, te- their technology? What should be the regulations as it applies to their actual end product? Yeah. I mean, think about what's going on. I mean, I literally last night read the Vanity Fair article about this whole Theranos blow up. So the company that is um, um, doing a, a finger prick for blood and being able to at home, you know, you can uh, then diagnose a million different diseases. And it's been found to be essentially faulty science. Um, and she, there was a very charismatic woman who was running this company, very young, a millennial. And she basically pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes in terms of what this um, technology could do. But instead of billing themselves as a medical company, which would have been subject to all of the regulation that you just talked about, Seth, uh, they build themselves as a technology company. And for that reason, they were able to skirt around um, a lot of compliance and regulatory uh, mandates that would have been, that are part and parcel uh, you know, of any kind of pharmaceutical industry or the, or the medical industry. And it's really turned into a big debacle. And so I, I see the point of when are you a tech company and when are you not anymore? And that's a big issue, I think, especially if you're talking about healthcare, you're talking about finance, or any industry where the implications um, or the ramifications for not complying with regulations really have disastrous results. I think one of the underlying things here, as, as I think about his argument and, and what we're talking about, is this need for there to be, I think, a, a growing literacy around technology. And we, I think, fool ourselves sometimes into thinking that there is that literacy because everyone's using technology, but they, they don't necessarily understand all the underlying details. And we don't always have great agreement on certain terms or definitions. Uh, and, and you know that I can tend to be a little persnickety about my terms and definitions, but... Uh, <laughs> It's like words matter, right? And if we're going to talk about these things and and regulate them and try to be using them to create life products and and health products and things like that, then we probably should be all on the same page. Um, And and so I think that some of that is going to be more important, um, not just so that we're using this stuff day to day, but so that we're using it in a responsible manner and so that we're talking about the companies that are producing things for us uh, in the right way. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think words do matter. Absolutely right. I'm a big fan of words. Um, but, you know, where we got, you know, I don't know what the final answer is here. And I and I won't pretend that I have a solution. But I do think that we this is a valid discussion about, you know, when does a quote unquote industry like technology then become more of an umbrella term for what all of us are doing within our organizations? And then more importantly, depending on what industry you're in, what sort of uh, rules and regulations should you be subject to uh, under the umbrella term of technology? So I I think it's a fascinating discussion. The other thing that's sort of interesting to me is, as I think about why did we talk about technology industry before and what are we doing now, part of the reason to talk about that was to talk about the flow of product. And Mm -hmm. for us especially, we're here talking with uh, channel firms as part of our premier members. 
and they are very interested in you know how exactly do products get from vendors to end users and now we're talking about all kinds of new vendors uh, probably lots of new pathways uh, to those end users and so i think those logistics are going to be changing too and it's going to be a little less well defined around well this is the technology industry and this is what the channel looks like we talked about that a little bit last time too when we were talking about jay's letter but uh, that that whole flow is changing. Uh, oh, it totally is, and and who's buying is changing, and and then you have companies. I think we talked about this a little bit last time as well. But you've got companies that aren't technology aren't defined as technology industry companies that are selling technology. So you've got accounting firms, and you've got law firms, and you have marketing firms who are their core business are those three things I just said, and yet they are out there selling software packages or soft or cloud related software to their customers. So are they accounting firms or are they technology firms? And that's where you get into the semantics of it. And it's it can be confusing. Well, it'll be, I think, an interesting one for us to keep in the back of our head as we continue to do research. You know, we, we typically have these macro themes that start to weave through some of our research, and I could see this being uh, a new one in the next year or two that, uh, that we would start touching on as we try to look at different topics and then define how is this playing out in what we traditionally call the technology industry and how is it playing out in a broader sense as well. Yep, couldn't agree more. I think we'll be talking about this for a long time to come. Should we talk about what's going to happen next week? So we've Definitely. got the big picture, and now we have the immediate stuff that's happening. Um, so you and I are traveling to, where are we going? Scottsdale? Lovely Scottsdale. Scottsdale, yeah. We're going to Arizona. It's triple-digit heat. Uh, it <laughs> should be a good time. Uh, so we're going to Scottsdale, and we're going for Penton Technologies uh, Channel Directions Live event. This is the... I, second event that they've done uh and uh it's exciting we're doing the keynote on wednesday we're going to talk about uh our two latest studies uh our cloud study and our state of the channel study right. and talk uh, to a channel related audience obviously based on the title of the event uh, but it's a unique event seth don't you think yeah yeah i um was there last year with you and like you said that was the first one that they had and they really tried to make it have a different feel than just a regular mm -hmm. trade show or a regular you know, industry event. Um, there, there wasn't uh, a huge presence from vendors in terms of a, a big floor that like everyone's walking for, for big chunks of the conference. Vendors are there and they're meeting with new people. Um, but the big thing that they, I think, try to center around is getting people talking to each other and talking about some of the topics, you know, like we just discussed or, or more specifically to the channel. And so, you know, rather than having these educational sessions, uh, they do these breakout sessions and they have, you know, some keynotes and, and some, some large macro topics. And then they get into these breakouts and they dig down and have people in work groups throwing things on the table, talking about what they're seeing, uh, and then they try to bring that all back together. Uh, and so it, it becomes more of kind of a working meeting across the, the two or the three days there, um, rather than just uh, like a, a content fire hose, you know, for the attendees to try to consume. Yeah, no, they really are into uh, getting uh, networking around problem solving. And I think the workshops are interesting in that they tackle three different elements. They try to tackle you know, what's going on presently, 
where do you want to go short term and then look think big picture out and they do though that's the structure of the of the workshop so you can talk about your day-to-day nitty-gritty what's going on in your business today and then you can talk about well this is where I'd like to be in a couple of years and then for those who really want to think big you know I want to get into IOT for instance and I'm hoping that that's going to carry my business five years from now so I, I like the structure of that I like the fact that it is for the most part not a pitch by any vendor. So, you know, and you get that at events and that serves its purpose, but it's definitely not the purpose of this particular event. So, you know, I'm excited. I think it'll be great. I I think we devote Tuesday to the workshops and there's some other uh, things going on on Monday. Got a great keynote speaker on Monday night, Inder Sidhu, who is a longtime high-level senior vice president at Cisco, um, who has uh, written a book with one of Penton's um, executive editors. He's doing a presentation on, I think, Monday night, and that'll be really fascinating. I've heard him speak. He's great. And and then you and I will light it up on Wednesday, right? Yeah, closing things out. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Ender's talk. I uh, love the book, and they're looking out into the future and trying to see, you know, same thing that we were just talking about. What is society and business going to look like as it becomes more digital, and what does that mean? Um, and then we're going to wrap things up with discussion around these two topics, like you said. So cloud and state of the channel. Don't, won't give away too much here, but uh, I think we saw sort of the same things in both of those. And I think we will talk a lot about cloud and what it's looking like today versus two years ago versus maybe five years ago. And, and then people have kind of gone through these different waves of you know fear and uh, maybe not knowing about it and then moving into some excitement around it. And, mm-hmm. and now we're maybe in a new stage uh, of dealing with this. And I think we've said for a long time that this isn't going to be a five-year cycle where we're dealing with cloud and then there's going to be the next new thing. It's probably going to be like a 20-year cycle and we'll, we'll play out you know these different uh, aspects of it as we as we go through and so I think we're seeing a new aspect now and uh, that's what we'll be talking about yeah no I'm excited uh, for our for our research to present because as, as you well know and and I don't think this is a secret to the the broader population is that if you're in the research world it's only one out of every few studies that you do um, yield some significantly changed data and I think we've got that this time around. A lot of times you've got very incremental changes year to year, you know, two years to two years about what you're seeing out in the marketplace. And I think we've got some from some fairly significant differences uh, year on year or year over two years in this these two particular studies. So I'm excited to really share that and try to talk about what it means. Yeah, it should be should be fun. Uh, it should be a good way to, to wrap up the week, which I'm sure will be full of good discussion and... Uh... We'll be back to it. So we'll probably be talking here again uh, after we've been out there. Yeah, we'll get we'll do some uh, reconnaissance and find out what's going on, and we'll have lots to chat about on our next podcast. Sounds good. Okay. All, All right, right, my friend. I will see you next week. Excellent. Talk All right. Then. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye.